0: Welcome to the Heather Penny Podcast, where our goal is to help you reach your potential by increasing clarity, building confidence, and engaging courage. Heather is a leadership coach, trusted advisor, and admired author. I'm Christina Morales, a writer and marketer, and Heather is my friend and my coach. So today we're going to talk about part two of our Four Tires series, which is something quite pivotal in Heather's coaching sessions and her perspective on life. So be sure to listen to last week's podcast or watch it on YouTube about fulfillment and affirmation. They're awesome and you don't want to miss it. So today we're going to address the importance of achievement and growth. So honestly, Heather, this is a hard topic for me to talk about because I haven't achieved what I thought I would. Like life has put obstacles in my way that impeded where I thought I would be at 45. You you have dreams at 10, at 16, 25. And now I'm 45, I look back and I go, okay, I thought I'd be farther along in my life. So is achievement a big goal or is it celebrating the little steps forward on the way to a big goal? Like, what does achievement mean to you? Well,
1: Christine, if you don't mind, I'm going to do a brief coaching with you.
0: Hey, Let's get real. I am an open book. Like I say, if I'm suffering, if I'm struggling, somebody else is too. So yeah, well,
1: all my fingers pointing back. (laughs) So I I so resonate with what you're saying. I had, let's just say it, ridiculous goals for myself throughout (laughs) life. Somewhere in my late 20s, it kind of caught up with me and I realized they were ridiculous. And of course, I had to stop. And that's part of where I dealt with some depression, anxiety, and brought in some counseling. But thank God I stopped because what was really going on is that tire of achievement. Man, it was on overload. It was trying to overcompensate for all three other tires. Okay. So I was pretty much like, who cares about the fulfillment and the affirmation or the growth? Just everybody get on board. This one tire is going to drive me forward in life. <laughs> you need a unicycle. <laughs> exactly. And it's just, it's like so unrealistic. And I think, so And I'm listening to you and I go, yeah, probably what's going on is there's a tremendous amount of uh, focus on the achievement. Yeah, but you what you get to do now is really balance your tires. And as you pull over your car, you get to look at the growth, the fulfillment, Mm -hmm. the affirmation. I think it's happening um, as you and I have talked together, but it's what I have to focus on. So achievements a tricky tire for me personally, because I can really focus on it almost like it could be an addictive thing where I'm so focused on the achievement at all costs. And I love the high Mm -hmm. (laughs) achievement at the same hand. If I get bored and I'm not achieving anything, it really affects me. So I'm really aware of the fact that I have to be a part of achievement, but it has to be very connected to where I feel fulfilled, where I'm feeling affirmed, and really where I want to grow. I can't just do achievement for the sake of achievement. That's where I get into trouble. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, and it seems like we talked about affirmation last week. And it's the same thing. I want to achieve because I crave that affirmation. That's like, I told you, that's my love language. I need to be affirmed. And the way I get that is through achieving. And if I don't, then I feel like I've let myself down. I've let others down and I'm not proud of myself. So how do, actually, how do those two tires coincide between achievement and affirmation?
1: Right. And, you know, clearly all four of them coincide and this is the human, the human condition or the human, the human being is so complex That all of these are connected, but this is my attempt at kind of trying to simplify it and pull it out. So, you're right, you're always going to see crossover of all of these, Mm -hmm. but the achievement really can be connected to the affirmation. So, it's almost like uh, think about the young kid who's always saying, Mom, look at me, look at me. And I, my kids were going through that stage where I thought, Oh my goodness, talk about affirmation. Mm -hmm. And they just wanted me to affirm what they were achieving. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. You remember that stage? Oh, my- I'm in that stage. I have an eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah. And even all my years of teaching too, of look at me, Mrs. Penny, look at me, you know, every, everywhere. And I even joke with my husband, he loves, he loves entertaining me. So, <laughs> you know, so I got like, it everywhere. Geez. I got it all around. But um, that's kind of what's happening is we're asking people to affirm us for what we're achieving. Um, one of the greatest unconditional love gifts that we can give our children, our relationships is to say, I love you just for you mm-hmm. and learning how to say that to our children, learning how to say, say that to one another. I love you for being you. And I actually had a dear friend who said that to me years ago. And it was one of the greatest gifts I'd gotten. She yeah. looked at me and she goes, you do a lot of amazing stuff, but that's not why I like you. Actually, mm-hmm. that's not even why I love you. I love you for just who you are. And from someone who loves to achieve, and got some validation from that affirmation from that, she helped me separate out those two tires. But mm-hmm. she still honored the achievement. You know, she's like, wow, you're, you're, you know how to do it. And I do know how to do it because that's what I focused on, right? That's where I got a lot of my, um, my kudos, my, my affirmation. But I got it a little too confused at times. Mm-hmm. So as I've matured and aged, it's really a conscious um, kind of a mindfulness for me. To say oh head you get to achieve because you're made to do that and at the Mm -hmm. same hand Let's not get that affirmation just so hooked into that achievement So that you're always kind of looking around at the world going look at me look at me (laughs) Affirm what i'm doing And some of that is good But if that is where we're leaning too heavily in that our affirmation gets pulled away from Really who we are as a person
0: Mm -hmm. Does that make sense christina? Mm -hmm. It definitely does and It's funny because I feel like my achievement, like how I feel accepting of it, also has to do with my perspective. Like last week, I have two cousins. One just bought a $2 million home. The other one asked me if I knew anything about Section 8 housing. And so (laughs) I literally, that happened. And so I was like, oh, she had the $2 million house. However, I'm not looking into (laughs) Section 8 housing. So how does our perspective influence how we view um, our achievement?
1: Well, that's, yeah, the trap of comparison.
0: Right. <laughs> so
1: once we start comparing and we all do it, yeah. the, more, the quicker you can be aware of it, you can pull back and we get to ask the question, what do I want to achieve? Mm-hmm. So again, I'll use me as an example. When I started feeling that pull of comparison and I started seeing, you know, people's lifestyle really increasing around me and mine wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember feeling that sense of, I don't think I'm achieving what I want to achieve. Well, I stopped and I thought, what do I want to achieve? When I looked at what I was doing, I thought, no, my value really is achieving with this at-risk community right now. That's what I want to achieve. Or my where I'm wanting to achieve in sacrificing my work right now because I'm getting my PhD. Oh, I am achieving what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, where I wasn't achieving, I remember um, wanting to write a book and I think I just talked about it for two years. Mm-hmm. And then I realized... I was getting frustrated that I didn't have that sense of achievement there. So learning how to kind of step into that and say, what do I need to achieve? And I went and hired a writing coach who helped me get it in gear. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, I think how you step into that achievement and then as so we mature, we're, we're really integrating it with how we are fulfilled, where we're affirmed, mm-hmm. but we're staying away from that comparison. The comparison is what just kills the confidence. It's, it's one of the biggest enemies to our beliefs. And it starts framing our beliefs of I have to achieve in this area because that person is. Mm-hmm. Want to pull back and say, where do you truly want to achieve, and where are you achieving that is meaningful to you? Mm-hmm. I realized I didn't want the big house; I wanted the PhD. So once I accepted that, and I realized I'm paying for this out of pocket, that's where I'm investing. And I get to bless those who want to invest in a two million dollar home. You know, don't get me wrong; those are gorgeous and beautiful but I think there's this, you get to choose where you want to achieve in life and then you get to honor that, but you can't choose to achieve where everybody is achieving. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to own where you want to achieve and then let yourself um, be at peace with that and bless and release other people where they're achieving.
0: Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And you mentioned your um, book and how you hired a writing coach and a lot of people get stuck. Well, let's talk about the book, which is coming out next year. And so you're, You're achieving, and you knew what you wanted to achieve, and you made actionable steps to get there. And a lot of people have blockades that prevent them from achieving, like feeling stuck or not making that plan, not hiring that writing coach. So, how do you help your clients develop a plan to feel like they're achieving a goal, like they're moving towards a goal?
1: Well, I check all the other tires with it. It's kind of what I do with my book. You know, I coach myself through it. Mm -hmm. The reality was, If I, what I was realizing, my fulfillment was attached to this level of achievement. I wasn't happy trying to do it on my own. And I already knew that I would be a terrible taskmaster. I would try and figure out how to write the book in six months or less. And I Mm -hmm. would be miserable to everyone around me be miserable. I mean, I know this is my tendency. So when I started really looking at that, how do I want to um, enjoy this level of achievement? How do I want to enjoy writing? I literally made that my focus. Mm -hmm. I want to achieve not on just writing a book. I want to achieve and enjoying the process of writing. Mm. So it's like I refocused my, um, my objective from just the book to, I want to enjoy the journey of writing. That's now I will tell you it went from a, it. And then I realized to enjoy it. I want a buddy who knows what they're doing. I want to run it by him. I want them. I want to feel like my ideas are respected, but he can also give me this insight and experience. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Alan, (laughs) (laughs) to my writing coach, Alan. He was that guy who stepped into this with me, but it didn't take six months. It took closer to three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had to let go then of that achievement goal of, I want this done in six months or less, you know? No. Remember, my goal of achieving was to enjoy the process of writing and to get a final product, to have a well-written book that represents who I, who I am and what I want to say to this world. Mm-hmm. But I want to enjoy it. So in order for me to enjoy it, it, it required a completely different journey. Did I still achieve? Yes. But the goal was much bigger than just write a book.
0: Mm-hmm. So how do you direct your clients to find their purpose and their goal and to create that plan? Let's dig that out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I listen to them and we start down the path. You know, that's part of why I work. I don't work with people for less than three months. And most Mm -hmm. people, you know, I usually are with me from nine to nine months to about two years. Mm -hmm. And so we're working on what is it that you're wanting to achieve and how are you feeling about it? Mm -hmm. Sometimes like halfway through, they're like, this is miserable. I wanted to write, I'll use myself as my own example. Mm -hmm. I wanted to write this book, but I'm miserable. So then I go, well, hang on, let's stop and talk, bring in these other tires. Yeah. Is it going at the pace you want? Are you feeling a fulfilled and affirmed? No, I just feel like I'm writing a vacuum. I need someone to affirm my writing. Mm-hmm. Am I on am I off? Does this make sense or is this crazy talk, you know? Mm-hmm. So all of those different tires are connected to how we achieve. It's not just my achievement pushing the whole car forward, pushing my, mm-hmm. my, my journey forward. It's me making sure that I got four-wheel drive.
0: Mm-hmm. And I love that you said that it's not just creating, writing the book. It was enjoying the process and enjoying writing. And that's part of the growth process, which is your fourth tire is growth, the sense of embracing. And I find it interesting that growth and achieving are the last two tires. You said we can move them around, but yeah. they also work in partnership. It seems like you've if you've achieved something like you wrote your book that you've grown in so many areas i'm sure as a writer as a coach um, as someone who's partnering and bouncing ideas off someone else so is growth something different than measured success and what does growth mean in the heather penny world yeah
1: in my in my little sphere of the universe the over world. here um you know growth is really uh, that's important for me to fear, to feel like i'm getting traction am i growing Sometimes I can do it really well on my own. Sometimes I can do it with a friend. Sometimes I do it with my hubby. Sometimes I need to hire a professional (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I'm so out of my league and I want to grow in this. But growth is really about kind of getting that traction that helps me move forward. Mm -hmm. You can feel when your growth is stunted, you can feel like, I don't know how to get from point A to point B. I don't know how to move forward and I know it requires some level of growth. I just don't know what it is. So I think that's when I, I sit down and I either read lots of books or talk to people or journal or, like I said, hire people. Again, using this idea of the book, I realized here I am. I had to put away the shame because I'm an English teacher. <laughs> Let me just review it. I've got yeah. multiple degrees where I've written tons of papers, both of my master's and my PhD. Mm-hmm. I should be able to write a book was what I was telling myself. Right. The reality was I, I didn't have the capability or skill set to produce a book at the, the level and the quality that I wanted to do it. I needed to grow in my writing skills. So I think once I made peace with that, I go, well, let's go involve someone and hire a professional who knows how to write. I let myself grow in an area that I was deficient in. But I had to acknowledge that and also feel this, I had to put away the shame of like, I should know how to do this. No, mm-hmm. I shouldn't. So I do that a lot with clients. I want to say, you get to grow in any area you want to. And you get to decide how you want to grow. But you do want to set some sort of plan for growth. And how you step into that is going to be critical. Do you want to read a book? Do you want to talk to somebody? Do you want to just kind of go away on a me retreat and figure it out? I mean, there's so many ways to grow. But how you're growing is really important. Because if you don't, what happens is you can sense that you're not growing. Mm -hmm. And that's where we get more depressed, more anxious, more anger we're frustrated because we can feel that we need to grow in an area or we've outgrown, um, an area in our life, but we don't have the skill set or the knowledge base to how to move forward and grow. Mm-hmm. And I just, the biggest thing is just affirming people. Yeah. You totally get to grow. And there's so many ways to do it. Let's just slow it down and talk about your growth plan. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And in this growth straight growth state, what are we embracing each one you've had doing, um, this is embracing. You could have said maturing or evolving or soaking up knowledge or a bunch of other words. Why did you choose embracing this tire?
1: Well, I'm so glad you reminded me of that. I forgot I chose that word, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at my little diagram you gave. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I do remember choosing that word and it was about staying curious. Okay. Once I just stayed curious, I'm embracing all the knowledge that's out there for me, all the teachers and the guides and the conversations to be had and to be joined. It allowed me to embrace it instead of already have my act together and feel like I'm supposed to already know how to grow on this myself. Mm -hmm. The reality is that um, we can't reach new levels of growth without people in our life. And I, I gently tell people that, remind people of that, and then I just tell people, I hire people all over the time, <laughs> coaches and counselors and friends on speed dial, <laughs> if I want some area of growth and I'm focusing on it. I think letting ourselves understand that growth is something to be embraced and it actually can be fun. And you want to be that, you want to be able to be that kind of presence in the world, almost like the kid in the classroom at the front row with the hand raised saying, yeah. pick me, pick me. I want to learn more. And I think the whole world just opens up to you. So you're embracing a sense of, there's so much more for me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, the the message of hope I love giving people. I'm like, growth is powerful. You get to grow in any area you want. Like you get to embrace it and you get to stay curious with it. And many people I'm realizing feel a tremendous amount of shame if they're not growing in an area. Mm -hmm. I'll hear people say, gosh, I'm 45 and I can't believe I don't know this. Mm -hmm. Well, I felt the same thing with my background, I can't figure out how to write a book. What's wrong with me? You know? And when I had to shut down that shame and say, wait a minute, you get to, you get to step into this as a growth learning opportunity and you get to hire all your buddies around you to help you figure this out. Now you get to embrace the sense of curiosity and you get to trust the journey.
0: Mm -hmm. And it goes back to, we've talked about self-talk too. What are you telling yourself? And you're giving yourself the grace to say, okay, it's okay that I don't know this, but there are resources out there where I can learn so you can keep moving forward. And I'm smart enough to learn this. Yes. And so that's great. And then it's also giving us fulfillment because there's endless opportunities where we can learn more and do more and fill that, that need that we have. Mm-hmm. And so like you're saying, all of these four tires work together. And it's actually, that's my next question. How do these four tires work together to create balancing your life? And what happens if one of them is flat and isn't working right?
1: Yeah. I think what, what happens, you know, I I use this as a model to kind of separate the four tires, but I think as we mature, we start, we start really living in four wheel drive. Mm
0: -hmm. So they
1: all start kind of working together at the same time. It's just usually when I find people, they're usually pulled over the side of the road and they don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. So this is probably the most concrete way that I just help them kind of like, let's just pick a tire. Honestly, it doesn't really matter which one you pick because they're all synergistically connected. Once you pick one, It starts affecting the other tires. You start letting yourself grow. You start letting yourself achieve. You start really checking how you get to feel fulfilled and whether you're feeling affirmed in this. It becomes really a personal dialogue with yourself that says, I'm going to give myself the permission to move in the direction of my life that I want to go. Mm -hmm. The essence of coaching really is, why can I not get to where I want to go? Mm -hmm. So that's why I love this metaphor of a car. I say, well, It's usually connected to these four drivers or these four um, tires, and you got to make sure that you're the driver. Um, Sometimes I find people and I'm like, you're you're not even in the driver's seat of your car. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Someone else is driving your car. Someone else is in control of your fulfillment or your achievement or your growth. And by the way, you handed it over. You get to take your driver's seat back and figure this piece out. That's a whole new concept for people. So it's all really connected in which one which one you step into is, is really up to you. It's such a personal decision. And most people know pretty clearly, Mm -hmm. uh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Growth. That's the one that resonates with me. Mm -hmm. And then we just start there. It just opens the dialogue at the conversation to be had and all tires and eventually get impacted and affected just because we're focusing on the one that most appeals to you.
0: Mm -hmm. How often should we check our tires?
1: I think you know, I think clearly the obvious answer is when, when you're kind of low in the water, you're confused in life. You know, with mm-hmm. thinking about 3C living, clarity, confidence, courage. When my clarity is low, my confidence lows, my courage is low, you better believe I'm running all four of those tires. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, you're going, why am I not achieving? What do I need in order to achieve? What, where is it that I'm feeling stuck in my growth? Why am I not feeling f- fulfilled? Where do I need affirmation? These are t- um, questions I quickly ask to get my clarity back. Once I get my clarity back, I can check my beliefs and move into my confidence. And then I have the courage to actually get in the driver's seat and take my car where it needs to go. So you can see how it's all kind of connected to each other. And it's really um, the, the essence of, of 3C living.
0: Mm-hmm. So Heather, I want to learn more about this. Do you have any resources? Uh, is there anything on your website? Do you have any workshops coming up? How can I learn more? Because I'm a reader and I need to see it in print and I need to highlight. So how can I learn more about your four tires for when my tires get flat?
1: Yeah, I I totally hear you. I'm a huge researcher, reader myself and a learner. Mm -hmm. Uh, Clearly the first, if you're, if this is something that's appealing to you and you want to learn more, the podcast is the first place to kind of listen to it and kind of, I would say, listen to it again and then say, which tire am I really leaning toward that I want to explore? The other thing too, is I write about it in my book. It's coming out this next year. So it, it so will help funny. you sit down and, and look through it. And it, at the end of every chapter, I have exercises for how to assess it. Okay. And then clearly, if you want to work with me, that's this is the type of work I do. And you feel like you want more of that personal one-on-one. That's the work I do with people, helping you kind of assess your tires so that you can be off and running. And then last but not least, I love doing workshops on this. So mm-hmm. you know, I love coming into groups and doing this. And I've done several on this, the four tires, it's been really powerful and it's, it's helped groups and organizations and companies. When I step in and walk and teach on this, it's powerful because it becomes a language for their group. That's so-, so particularly when we're talking about work-life balance, they, that's their number one target growth area. They'll say, I want to work on my four tires. So it's the conversation now I have with myself, with supervisors and with the team it develops a language in your company or your group or your leadership team that's very powerful and it helps the conversation to go exactly where it needs to go, which is when someone an employee is struggling or some member of the leadership team is struggling, they're able to own, Hey, I'm not getting achievement in this area. I'm not getting growth or I don't feel fulfilled. It brings the conversation where it needs to bring so that we can troubleshoot and get the solutions that we need for that employee.
0: That's exciting because it gets everybody on the same page we've talked about the importance of communication and so when people have the words that they can actually use and then they can talk in shorthand like you're saying like I don't have to go into all this detail I don't have to be embarrassed I can just say hey my uh, achievement tire is low and then they can work on projects together I, it's it gives them the tools to use to succeed which is awesome
1: yeah it's a real basic tool but I it works everywhere my personal coaching, that I work with this full time, you know, this stay at home mom, and it's just changing her life. It's powerful and how she's mothering these three kids. I'm working with this leader who heard the four tires and it wasn't more for him. It was for his team because their morale was so low.
0: And he said, Oh,
1: I know exactly what to do. It's their fulfillment. And I said, okay, yeah, these are the questions to explore around the fulfillment. And it literally was a 30 minute conversation. He was off and running and it changed into his whole team, the quality of morale. So it's a really basic way for people of initiative and high responsibility, whether they're leaving their home or whether they're leaving a group or a company, to say, how do I check this for myself, but how do I lead people into this? Mm-hmm. If we could have more leaders recognizing these four tires and more parents and teachers and coaches and counselors recognizing it, we can raise the level of conversation, and ultimately really this level of awareness and mindfulness and this sense of, of really empowerment <laughs> mm-hmm. that you get to be in the driver's seat of your car and know when your car is pulled over and why it's, it's a really empowering concept.
0: Mm-hmm. There's an African proverb that says you can go far alone. No, you can go fast alone, but you can go far together. And <laughs> <Yes>. so, <laughs> that's exactly it. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you, Heather please subscribe to the Heather Penny podcast or the YouTube channel for questions, comments, and resources, or to connect with Heather, you can go to heatherpenny.com. Remember to live your best life. You have to live intentionally. Have a great day and we can't wait for you to join us next time. Thanks, Heather.
1: Oh, you're looking forward to it. Thanks, Christina. Thank you.